Are you ready for the Word of God today? Come on, you don't sound ready. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Okay, so when the Word of God is preached, doesn't matter who's preaching, we like to lean in. We like to get out our digital device or our Bible. We like to, we like to get out what God wants to speak. And we don't do it by sitting back. We do it by leaning in. All right, amen. So I want you to help me preach. Thank you, Guy, for that big jar. That is not a water bottle. I won't be drinking from that, but it is a prop. And so we're going to be turning to the book of Psalms, Psalm 1. And if you've got your Bible, you can turn there. If you don't, we have a big screen with a big Bible on it. And we do want to say a big welcome to anybody who is in this environment for the first time. We're so glad you're here. And we, do, we, we aren't here to judge your journey. We're not here to make a judgment. We're here to help you on your journey. And we do believe that God is a God of process and that God loves you and that God is for you. So turn to the book, Psalm 1. We're going to chapter 1 and we're going to lean into this. We're in a new series called Not Normal. Not Normal. Can you just turn to your neighbour or someone in your row? If they're a, a long way off, just give them a cooey and just say, Not Normal. Come on, say it. Not Normal. Not Normal. I mean, there's so many classic phrases at the moment, you know, like pivot. Anyone, you know, who's, who's sick of the word pivot? Yeah, I, we're just pivoting everything. We've been pivoting all day long, right? We're pivoting the bit, pivoting that pivot. And another, another saying that's been heard a lot is new normal. Have you heard that a lot? You know, it's gonna, we're going into a new normal. And it is true. It is true. But we should also recognise that what is going on is not normal. I mean, there's a, there's a reality going on where this is not normal. I mean, if I was going to seat everybody in a room, it would not be normal to make two seat gaps. That's terrible for atmosphere. But here we are. It's not normal. But, but going, going and being isolated at home, that's not normal. What's going on is not normal. And it's okay to recognise that what is happening is not normal. But normal is really a matter of perspective. How you see something is actually how it becomes normal to you. The way you treat yourself, if you see yourself in a negative light, that becomes your normal. If you see money in a certain way, the way you treat money is shaped by your perspective of it. The way you see sex, the way you treat it is shaped by your perspective of it. So much of life is shaped by our perspective and this season is being shaped by our perspective and who you are in God is shaped by how you see God because God is like a mirror. And when you look at God, you actually begin to see yourself because you're made in the image of God. So if you're trying to work out who you are, don't look at another person, look at God. Don't, don't look at things, look at God. And the truth is about being a Christian, listen to me, the truth is, here's a secret. When you receive Christ, you are no longer normal. You're not normal. Come on, just say to yourself, I'm not normal. I, I'm not normal. I don't wanna be normal. If, if normal is living a selfish, empty life, then I don't wanna be normal. 
If normal is living for things just for now that don't last into eternity, I don't wanna be normal. If normal is living sad and depressed on the inside, but having Christ, if I can have Christ on the inside, I can live a life that is on a journey, but has a hope that's everlasting. I don't wanna be normal. If, if, if it's normal for the church to be irrelevant, dead and boring, then you didn't come to any normal church people. This is not normal. This is where God lives, where God breathes, where the people are on fire, where there's, there's hope in people's hearts where they're excited about the future, where we laugh at opposition because we know if God is for us, who can be against us? If you if you were looking for a normal church, I gotta tell you, this is not normal. And we are not gonna accept normal. We're gonna live not normal. I mean, it's not normal to have hope when there's opposition. But that's what happens when you have Christ in you. It's not normal to rejoice in the face of trial. But that's what happens when you have Christ in you. It's not normal to pray for your enemy, but that's what happens when you have Christ in you. It's true, when you receive Jesus, you're not normal. And if you will always try to fit in, you will never stand out. We are not here to fit in. We're here to stand out. Silverwater location is not here just to fit in with all the suburbs and the mentality and the way people do it. It's not here to fit in with every other religion. We're not here to fit in. We're here to stand out. We're not here to fit in with the way everybody does everything. Come on, if you're gonna clap around here, I want you to slap those two hands together and clap. Clap like you believe it. Clap like you mean it. Clap like God is moving in silver water and God is gonna do something new that we have not seen before. It's not normal. It's not normal. I mean, like being in a meeting in a button up shirt and in your undies, that's not normal, but that's been COVID. But let's not act like that's normal. That is weird, but I am guilty. <laughs> It really is a matter of perspective. But the thing about your perspective is that perspective is shaped by your position. So where you're standing is actually shaping what you're seeing. And this is where we come to Psalms. Because this Psalm is a positional Psalm. It's describing the position of the blessed. And that word blessed means to be happy and content. We live in a world that's very busy and discontent. But you can live a life that is content, that is steady. But it happens through positioning your life. And this psalm outlines it for us. So let's read it. Verse one, it says, Blessed is the one who does not. So God will bless what you do do. Do do. (laughs) But He'll also... He'll also bless what you don't do. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates, thinks about, dwells on his Lord day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not 
wither. Whatever they do, whatever they do, whatever they do, whatever they do, whatever they do. You thought there was strings attached. Whatever they do, whatever they whatever they do, prospers. Not because of what they're doing, but because of how they're positioned. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff, whatever that is. And the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the, the day of judgment. They will not stand. Nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. God, help us to position our lives so that we can see so we can have the right perspective, so we can live a blessed life in Jesus' Name. They all said, Amen. Can you thank Paulus? Thank you, brother. Sit down. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a screen. Rini, throw up that, that uh, the, you know, the illusion. The illusion, here it is. So everybody, can you all see that? Uh, come on, talk to me. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, we're not in the library. Can you see it? Yeah, you're allowed to talk. Okay, so, so there is two images based on your perspective. Who can see the young lady? Yeah, who can see the older lady? Pastor Mick can see both. I'm, you're a man of God. What did you eat this morning? You're anointed. I want to be like, it, it's one picture, but two perspectives. Same picture, but how you see it shapes how you experience it. Anybody been to Centrepoint Sydney Tower? You've been there, Sydney Tower? Have you heard of it? If you haven't, it's a big tall tower in the centre of Sydney, okay. And so in the centre of Sydney, there's this big tower. Now, listen, if you were on George Street and you were looking down George Street, your perspective of the city would be limited by your position. So you would only see so much. You'd see the street, you'd see left, you'd see right, but you would only see so much based on where you're standing. However, Serena, take that down. Everybody's trying to work it out still. Okay. (laughs) If you went up to Sydney Centre Point Tower, right, and you're at the top and there's glass and you look over the city, suddenly your perspective is unlimited because of your position. Where you're standing helps you see. And God has a perspective for your life that is undoubtedly full of hope, full of joy, full of opportunity and full of possibility. But we need to position our lives in the posture, in the place that God gives us. And God gives us this outline. He says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Meaning that you have not aligned your life. You know, there's this, this saying, in, in, it's a scripture, it talks about being equally yoked. In step with, that you're actually in alignment with. Here's my question, first question, who are you doing life with? Who who are you doing life with? What is the lifestyle and the people around you that you're doing life with? Because it is shaping your life. Your company is shaping your life. 
You know, there's, there's this saying amongst youth pastors and they say, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's a classic line, everyone rolls their eyes. Yeah, we get it, you know, don't have bad friends. Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> and this is what this scripture is saying. Who are you in step with? That's why you need a connect group. So you are in step with God's people. Then it says, stand in the way that sinners take, meaning that we've maybe positioned our lives in a path that leads to temptation, that leads us down a road of destruction. And, and sometimes you can be standing in it, you can be passive, but on the path that actually is not good for your soul. How have you positioned your life? Who have you positioned your life with? And what path have you positioned your life with? There is some company that is not good for you. It does say be in the world, but not of the world. But as soon as you are in the world and of the world, you need to ditch those friends and you need to come and find some friends that are gonna help you be in it, but not of it. There is a line that you cross when you're in it, but now you're of it. And the line is when your spirit starts to match the spirit of those you're with. Jesus would always be amongst sinners, but He was never like a sinner. He stayed with them because He loved them, but He stayed true to who He was. And so we should be in the world. We should be reaching people. We should have friends that just aren't all Christian and all in church. And you could have your happy clappy club. No, we should reach people far from God and build friendship with them. But as soon as you cross the line of being in it and now of it, that's when you need to take a check. You need to question, am I strong enough in the position that God has called me to? And we need to straighten. It says, sit in the company of mockers. The thing about mockers is they're always seated. Inactive, but judgmental. Watching, but writing something on the internet about how you're doing it wrong. Oh, come on, that was too real, wasn't it? Everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> it's true. Mockers are always seated. Oh, why would you do that? Look at this guy. You know, it's like when we watch sport. Who watches sport? Who has been starved of sport? I, I was so starved of sport, I started watching every NRL game. And I, I mean, I like a few teams of the NRL. A lot of them I don't like, but I just watch them anyway because I was so hungry to watch some sport, man. There's nobody, there's not even a crowd. And I was loving it. But we all sit there and be like, oh my gosh, you suck like you could do it. Like you have any idea what it is to run at that guy whose head is the size of your torso. <laughs> like you know, bro, you don't know. Mockers are seated. And we are not against critical thinking. Okay, because critical thinking is about how can we get better? So I don't want you to think around here that we're not into getting better. We are here to get better. We are not here to maintain and keep a hold of what we've got. We're here to take it further. We, we have been given a building in the centre of Sydney, the geographical centre of Sydney. We didn't get it so we can just maintain it. We got it so we can be a beacon of light and hope in this location so that it can be a place that people drive by and say, wow, there's something happening over there. And so 
Critical thinking is about getting better, but a critical spirit, that is not what we are. We, we never have a critical spirit. We have a receptive spirit. We're never judgmental. We don't gossip. We don't talk behind people's back. We, we don't give harsh feedback. We love feedback, but it's never harsh. We love to get better, but it's never from a critical or cynical spirit. And if you are seated in the company of mockers, it's not a good position to be in. If you're sitting amongst people and they're whispering and talking about, well, they should have done this and they should have done that and I wish they did that. If that is the diet of your conversation, that's not a good conversation to be a part of. If the diet of your friendships is mockery and cynicism and it's critical in spirit, it is not good for you. Everyone doing all right? Okay. Slam down some pastoral boundaries here. Okay, for your life, it's gonna bless you. Now, here's what I want you to catch on this next part of the Scripture. It tells us that what your heart delights in and what your mind meditates on is shaping the atmosphere of your life. Because it says, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God, who meditates on His law day and night. Easter religion says you should empty your mind. Jesus says you should fill your mind. We're not here to be emptied of bad desires. We're here to be filled with good ones. We're not here to be emptied of worry. We're here to be filled with peace. We're not here to be emptied with, of sadness. We're here to be filled with joy. That is the key difference between the Gospel is when you receive Christ, you get an infilling. Jesus lives on the inside of you. And so it says delight which is talking about your heart and meditate in your mind, which is talking about your head. So my head and my heart are positioned in God's Word. Colossians 3, 1 to 3 says, Since then you've been raised with Christ, set. Everyone say set. Come on, come on, everybody say set. Your hearts on things above where Christ is seated. Seated at the right hand of God. Set, everyone say set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. All right, where's my ladder? Guy, bring those guns and bring that ladder. Guy has guns for days. And it's winter, so he's wearing a jumper. But in summer, he's normally got the guns out. You know what I mean? Sun's out, guns out. Okay, so Guy, stand there, hold my jar. Hold my jar, thank you, thank you, sir. Okay, so... Actually, give me back the jar. Give me back the jar. If this represents our heart and mind, every morning and every night, you have an option. You can set your heart and set your mind every day. It's yours to determine. So if when I wake up, I set my mind. The first thing I look at, think about and do is down here. Down in... Negativity, down in Instagram, watching what everybody else is doing, down in Facebook, reading up on everybody's things and what are, what's everybody else doing, down here in the news. Now, I'm not anti-news, but I am anti it being the thing that dominates your head and heart. It should not be. News should not dominate your head and your heart. So if the first thing you do when you wake up is down here, earthly things, 
The first thing you do is you worry. You worry about your children. You worry about your finances. And then when you go to bed, the last thing you do is you worry about your health and you worry about your friends and you worry about finding the one. (laughs) You're worried about dating and you're worried about a job and you're worried about, if that's where you start and finish the day, that will set the trajectory of your life. And that is good. That's going to help you. That, that, that'll set it. That's why they call it a mind set. What is your mind set on? But if every day you will take your heart and your head, hold this for safety reasons, thank you, and you will climb up and get God's perspective. Yeah, thanks, bro. Hold that ladder. Now give me the job. You... you <laughs> We're a team. If you, will, if you will climb up to where God is, get the picture that God has for your life. And if you'll take your heart and your mind and set it on things above, you will find that the trajectory of your life will follow where you set it. Take that down. You will follow where you set it. Your life will follow how you start. You know, like a plane. Can you give it up for Guy? He did a great job. Set your heart. Set your mind. You know, like a plane. When a plane takes off and when it lands, are two critical moments where the pilot has his hands on the wheel and he's intentional. But once they're up in the air, they have systems and they have a framework that enables them to go on autopilot. Have you heard of that? Come on, there are a lot of blank faces, faces in here today. You've heard of that? You know, autopilot? Autopilot? And, and you said, what they have to do though is they have to launch well. Get that right? I mean, we all want them to get that right, amen? Land well. Stick the landing, bro. But autopilot will actually be shaped how they start and finish. And I found this in life. If you will start, if you will set your mind and set your heart in God's Word, because God's Word is higher. God's ways are greater. God's mind and picture for your life is up here, not down here. And we need to get from down here and climb up We need to launch, climbing. How good's having the worship team on the stage? I'm gonna preach to you guys. You climb up, up, but you gotta be intentional about it. You gotta launch. So what is the first thing you do in the morning? Come on, think about it. What's the first thing you do? Like, like, and what could be the first thing you do that helps you climb up, launch? And you'll find if you launch up here, The rest of your day, you're going to soar. Launch well, land well, and you will fly well in Jesus' mighty name. So it says, whose delight, heart, is in the Lord of the Lord. You know, delight, we are not meant to endure Christianity. We are not meant to endure church. If you're enduring this, stop it. Let's enjoy it. 
delight. You know, when you, when you wake up, man, there is nothing like waking up and in your heart you are just desperate for God's Word because God's Word is like food. Prayer is like breathing. Worship is like drinking, but God's Word is like eating. And you need to eat for your spirit. And if you'll wake up, man, just like freshly cooked, baked bread in the morning, you know that smell? You walk past a bakery in the morning, they've been going since 2 a.m. and you walk by at 7 a.m. and you smell it. <gasps> it is amazing. This is what it's like when you get the Word of God living on the inside of you. You wake up and you can smell the fresh bread that God has to speak to your life. And then it sets you. You start walking around like this on the inside and you start walking around like this on the inside. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan and a purpose for my life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No weapon formed against me is gonna prosper. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm generous. I'm not small. I'm not poor. I'm blessed. I'm whole. I am well, healthy because of the blood of Jesus. It makes me whole. I'm a conqueror. I got victory on the inside of me. I'm loved by God and I'm gonna stare at the devil and I'm gonna stare at opposition. I am gonna win. I'm not fighting an enemy who is already defeated. Listen, the devil's already done. He already lost. We're not fighting to win. We're fighting because we have won. He's a defeated foe. And all he'll try and do is distract you and discourage you. Because he knows if you will set your heart and set your mind, not on earthly things, but on things above, you will live a victorious life where you fly on wings like eagles and you won't be normal. That is not normal to walk into a business meeting where there is panic and come in soaring. To come to your children who are having a tough time where there's sickness and there's desperation and you come in soaring. That's not normal but that is the life you and I are called to.